Hey everyone, here's Sean Savin Moo. Hi everybody. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in. Wisdom in Golf and uh, all these uh, wonderful, perfect imperfections that we uh, we get to have when we go out and play. Mm-hmm. So um, I know somebody this weekend who had a lot of perfect imperfections. Fred Couples, he shot 60 in this final round and his goal was just to stay three shots ahead of uh of his playing competitor Mm -hmm. right and so that he could uh, bring home a win he ended up being a lot more forward than that and um he uh he had i saw paul azinger on um in an interview with the guys at uh, golf central and uh paul's a good friend and he texted uh Freddie the right after the win and said uh hey congratulations and Freddie says I went blank for 14 holes <laughs> right mm-hmm. I went blank meaning he went out of his mind and it's uh you know it's like that rarefied air when you get into the zone and you don't have any concerns for what's going on and that's that's the ultimate goal for us at wisdom and golf is to Get into a zone like that where you're not worried about the outcome of the shot. Um, you're not worried about the next hole. The next hole coming up. You're not worried about what's going on at the office. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like you're hit. You're reacting and you're you're hitting pure golf shots, and things seem to kind of bounce your way when that occurs. Right? You get the right bounces, and all of a sudden the putts start rolling in. And it was uh, it was just so much fun to watch. Everybody's in a big buzz about it, and rightfully so. I mean, I grew up watching Fred Couples. Um, you know, he's sixty three years old. I'm fifty seven years old, and I hope to shoot uh, a nice round of sixty in uh, in my upcoming years as well. Mm-hmm. I know Jamie's doing some low sixties right now, little bugger. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's killing it. He is absolutely killing it. He's really gotten into the zone and quiet his mind down uh had one of my students went over to see him um sure we just had a great time and um you know two very well placed days with jamie lett in uh, oxford alabama which is about 90 minutes due west of atlanta georgia very easy drive down the highway over to jamie's place and um it's just you know simplified golf to the extreme and um and and that's what we aim to get you guys to do so if you let's say you get onto our premium channel a couple of um really cool glimpses of series that you guys want to watch on that are the flow state series the pre-motor cortex series and we're going to be doing some 2.0 versions of that really soon now, another guy who's coming back and is really nice to see him is Ricky Fowler. They were they were out in Japan, and uh, it was a very emotional win for Keegan Bradley. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he eked out. I mean, and, and Ricky missed three key putts inside 10 feet that just lipped out. And Ricky says, listen, I hit a great putt. It just didn't go in. It's mm-hmm. like there was a cover on the hole. And Keegan Bradley made... You know, 
at least three major putts coming in. And that and that sometimes is the, the only difference between a win and a second place is just Pretty tight. A, a couple more putts going in. Yeah. Some putts just don't fall. Some putts just don't fall, exactly. And uh, and then, you know, you're kind of scratching your head as to how how they're going in, but you don't ask questions. You just mm, go, nope. don't change anything. Just keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to see Keegan Bradley end uh, a, a drought, really solid ball striker, and uh, really great to see Ricky Fowler back in the action with a uh, uh, a new and improved golf swing. He went back to see Butch Harmon. And um, something near and dear to our hearts here at Wisdom in Golf, I mean, we just put out a video last week that did really well, still doing well, and we're still getting a lot of comments on it, is how come a vertical backswing can be the farthest thing from over the top? Everybody thinks, oh, my God, that's vertical. Aren't you afraid of going over the top? And if you look at Fred Couples, it's super vertical backswing. He just picks it straight up in the air, goes right up the rib cage in the backswing. And, you know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more vertical backswing, maybe Bubba Watson or uh, back in the day you had, um, gosh, what was the name? He said he was like a, a, a money-printing machine, uh, Scott Hoke. You know, he lost the Masters to uh, to a playoff with Nick Faldo. And it was a really devastating blow. But, I mean, that guy had such an upright swing. And he was in the top 10 every single week for like 10 years straight. And yet we looked at his swing and we went, nah, you don't want to copy that. Mm-hmm. And we looked at Jack's swing, nah, you don't want to copy that. That's too upright. The elbow's flying. It looks too out of control. I just don't understand that when they're like some of the greatest players, like Jack. Well, yeah. And like, how could you not want to like how how was that deemed as not the right swing? Well, think people are changing their tunes on that no, now. But back in the day, back in the day, they just um, they just thought that controlling the swing was a thing to do, nip and tucking all the body parts to yeah, reduce the. Uh, the you know the margin of error yeah but there was no margin of error for jack like he was one of the great like i just i don't see the right there's just no argument it's more like he had freedom and others didn't yeah and with that freedom he was one of the longest out there he was the longest out there for the longest time Mm -hmm. and um you know we're we've we've just revisited i'm gonna have we're gonna have something in the show for you next week that I'm giving a glimpse to uh, Savin Mu on. In the meantime, if you want, go to Jack Nicholas's YouTube. Um, you know, go encourage him a little bit. He's got uh, less than ten thousand subscribers on right now. But if you look at uh, Jack Nicholas's golf my way, and you look at his chipping video, okay. And watch how he used to chip. And everybody criticized him. They thought, you know, Jack doesn't really have a really good short game, so he chips that way. I remember that like it was yesterday, and I'm, and I'm going, yeah, it does look a little off, but he turned chipping into an extension of his putting. And everybody thought that Jack Nicklaus was the best clutch putter of all time. 
all time. Well, with 19 second place finishes in the in the majors, with 18 wins in the majors, uh, you got to take a closer look at that. And because of the things that we now know, look at Bryson's swing today. If you watch his Instagram. What was it? Was it on Instagram, Moo, that we saw? It's, it's on, on it. Is it everywhere? It's, it's everywhere. Instagram it's everywhere. and YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts. And Instagram, too. The swing he used to come in, almost win the long drive competition. That's Jack's swing. Mm-hmm. Everything about that swing, and then he, tur- he just turbocharges it and hits the gym harder than, obviously, than Jack did. Um, Jack Nicholas used to swing exactly like that. And yet, at Jack's 70th birthday on the Golf Channel, mm-hmm. they had asked, they had asked uh, Michael Breed, Would you, why, why don't we teach Jack Nicklaus's swing? And it was a, you know, because of the lack of knowledge and because of all the nipping and tucking and the brainwashing that, we've gone, that we underwent for the last 40 years, we were 30 years into that brainwash, it was like, oh, no, you know, that's not an efficient move. Um, it, it wouldn't do very well with today's technology. And, and you could see him start to skate. Mm. And, uh, uh, of course, I was flabbergasted at that answer. Yeah. And I know that he's changed his tune since then. Uh, same thing for, uh, for Martin. He definitely changed his tune on resisting with the lower body and coiling against they're all saying now, you want to lift that lead heel, you want to let your hips turn, you want to complete your backswing, you want to get a big turn. Mm-hmm. So we have to continue beating that drum because that's the anatomical sound way to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, now that we we can gather, and then you guys have been reaping the benefits because, you know, Sav, I mean, uh, you know, when we look at you, Savannah, we don't look at 327-yard drive. It's like... You know, yeah. if that sign was above your head, it would have been, uh, oh, your husband? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, that belongs to Savannah. And, and Moo is now at 397 yards in his personal best. Right. And it's like, okay, that's, now we're getting, we're getting somewhere. And that's only after four years of golf. Right. And I know so many celebrities that have taken lessons every week forever that have nowhere near that kind of it still looks like a contrived controlled be careful watch out you know um smorgasbord of swing positions right so hopefully now you know we can uh, we can be done with that and and really get into the next chapter of proper golf instruction which would be there's your target there's your intermediate point, and then we want momentum to flow in that direction. Yeah. How do we get out of the way of momentum? Well, that's where we come in, and that's what we're going to continue to promote, and what's we've, we've been promoting since 2006 on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So uh, really glad to see now that Ricky Fowler is letting his right hip turn more in the backswing and has a more vertical backswing. Now his hands are above his shoulders. And he's throwing darts in there with the irons. And if he can get a couple more putts to drop, he's going to start winning again. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where, you know, so you look at Freddie, 
You look at Ricky. Uh, nice to see those coming back. I mean, Keegan Bradley has an upright golf swing like crazy. Mm-hmm. He's got this beautiful posture that's over the ball. I mean, he's overly crouched over the ball, but he's got sound leverage in relation to the ground. And um, another player who's on the Champions Tour uh, that looks a lot like that and who's, who's swung that way forever, and uh, he's always been there. He's always been in the top 50 guys. Ah, oh, me and names, right? <laughs> but if if you watch the guy on the Champions Tour that looks like Keegan Bradley, that's the guy. <laughs> and it's unmistakable. Yeah. So, um, uh, be, you know, being able to hold your posture is great. He's, he's a big boy, and he's able to stay comfortably in his posture. And he's, you know, by far one of the best ball strikers out there on tour, and he's figured out his putting. So... Uh, very cool things going on right now. I was that was a fun weekend of golf. A change for the better. Uh, yes, uh, uh, moving in the right direction, big time. So, um, you know, I, I uh, if anybody knows anyone in the Jack Nicholas organization, I just sent out a, a a couple of texts and a couple of uh, reach outs to for a collaboration with them, where I would just love to put Jack Swing back in the highlight. And do a nice series on Jack Nicholas's swing, and I, I would love their permission to do that, and um, put him back in the spotlight where he deserves to be, you know, for everything that he's done for the game of golf through his swing, through his unwavering integrity, mm. his family, you know, like for him family, integrity, in business, and in, in everything that he does, he exemplifies that. Everybody makes mistakes, mm-hmm. but he exemplifies and personifies integrity. And uh, I want that, you know, I want to maintain and keep that in the game of golf in a big way. I mean, the world needs the game of golf more than ever mm-hmm. when it comes to integrity. Yeah. And uh, we will... We will do our best to uh, to continue along that way. So if anybody, anybody listening, mm-hmm. I want to talk to uh, Mr. Nicholas and his organization and, uh, and uh, you know, see see if we can't do a nice collaboration together and, you know, bring up his uh, his viewership on YouTube. Yeah, that too. That'd be cool. Right? Yeah. That'd be cool. And, uh, you know, have him meet you guys, you know, freshies. Yeah. Look at these freshies in the game of golf. They look just like you, Jack. Yeah. Left-handed version of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, the chipping part. Oh, man, I can't wait. You guys will freak. And and this was uh, thanks to Eli. So, I'm, you know, Eli sent me a, a, some some videos of him chipping. And I noticed his grip was a little different. Um, you do want a more neutral grip when you're chipping because you – we're not looking to increase our lag when we're chipping. Right. The hand should be a little forward of the club, yes, but the lag is maintained throughout at the same the same amount. Mm-hmm. So we want a slightly open club face so that the flange, the trailing edge of the club, strikes the ground first, keeps the leading edge of the club off the ground so that your leading edge doesn't dig mm-hmm. and catch especially when you're playing on Bermuda where, you know, Eli is playing on Bermuda grass and, and uh, it's, 
it's uh, after the summer they've had, it's very prominent right now. And so if you're against the grain in Bermuda, you definitely don't want that leading edge to catch in the turf. And I know you, Moo, have had your, your druthers mm-hmm. with, uh, with chipping. Yeah. And we've looked at how um, when you're chipping with straight arms, mm-hmm. if the arms are a little bit locked up, <clears throat> it's a little difficult to garner some range of motion because we don't want to lock up the lower body. If the lower body locks up, your pelvis can't turn, your rib cage can't turn, and then your upper arms just crash into your upper body and divert the club offline all day. Mm-hmm. So what we want is, you know, we want the, the, the lower body to move freely. Right. But we also want the arm club unit to be unlocked. Right. Which means, look at Jack. It's mm-hmm. that's the extreme version of it. Right. I prefer to still have my armpits, you know, uh, my my inner arm still resting on my rib cage, but both elbows bent mm-hmm. with my putting grip. And um, I just had a practice session today where nothing was outside of two feet. I mean, I'll show you the picture. And from anywhere around the green, and I I, I didn't miss hit one. Right. And it was that image of Eli's grip where it looked neutral, but the right thumb was on top and it looked like a putter grip. Right. And, you know, I always pause for a second and I I look at what's going on and yeah, he is, he was digging a little bit with the leading edge. So we'll address that. And his arms were just a little too extended, but the grip really lit, uh, a connection in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I remember, well, why aren't we using our putting motion to chip with? Because you want to unlock your arms when you're putting so that you have a fluid stroke and, and you're not, you know, your arms aren't locked up. If you, you know, a good, a look, a, a version of a locked up arm putting stroke would be, um, what, um, the, the putting technique of Bryson DeChambeau is. So they've got a super uh, upright putter, and they lean the the grip up against the forearm, which I agree with. It's you know it's a it's a locking mechanism, and everything is from the shoulder sockets down, which creates a really good pendulum. And if you're putting on fast, fast greens like those guys are, then you don't really need a lot of range of motion. Right, but. For medium speed greens or something that's, you know, a little shaggy, um, you know, I recommend that you unlock those arms and, and, and play something where you're a little bit more crouched over and uh, something that looks and feels like what Jack Nicholas is doing. It may feel that way to you, but it won't look that way. I mean, that's really the extreme. Right, yeah. But, but you can't argue with his record. no. And so you really have to look at that, and then you, you know you you plug that into, is it anatomically sound? And the answer is a resounding yes. So if somebody says, "Hey, is it okay if I copy Jack Nicholas's way of chipping?" I would go, "Yes, go ahead." Is it okay if I copy Jack Nicholas's way of putting? I would go, "Absolutely, go ahead," as long as you feel that you're using momentum to roll the ball into a picture of a ball rolling into the hole at the speed you want it to roll in on, which is what 
Jack Nicholas's strength was all about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I can't wait to show that to to everyone in the next uh, in the next few videos. I'm thinking, do we do it on a short? Do we do it in uh, an instructional video? I'm definitely going to put that in the premium channel. Probably a short. A short would probably be easier to digest, and then you can obviously follow them to Jack's channel from there. Yeah. yeah go go see Jack's. And yes. Because he explains it fully, right? And yeah, he's, he, he explains it within three and a half minutes, which right. is it's which a is good, it's a good yeah. bite-sized way to do it. Exactly, yeah. Everything, like the attention span right now is pretty low, so it's yeah. like that would be the safe way to put people on that idea. Like a try something new. Yes. Yeah. Short. Yes. Especially if, I mean, there's so many people with chip yips out there. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think this is really going to address that. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm I'm gonna have to check that video and kind of dive in on his you know, yeah. philosophy because like I, the way he explained also how the tool works too is also critical. The flange, yeah, you know, and a lot of people it's, I call it the trailing edge, right? But the you know the that's the the proper term is the flange, yeah. And uh, you, you can't argue with that guy. Yeah, he had some good insight about it, so it's, it's yeah. something to. You know, and he's a specialist on Bermuda grass on Bermuda greens. He's uh, he's the master on that. So, um, yeah, it's not easy. It isn't. I remember the first time. It's, it's it's an art. The first time I hit on Bermuda, I was like, "What in what on earth? How do you negotiate with this? Yeah, what on earth is this? <laughs> it's like Velcro <laughs> yeah. leaning in one direction. It's it's easy when when you're going with the grain, mm-hmm. but going into the grain is a real beast. Yeah, like when we were at that range in Florida. It was just like a nightmare at first. I was like, I don't know how to do this. And I was like, <laughs> am I new at golf? Like, what happened to me? <laughs> What's going on? Yep. It'll, it'll make a fool out of you for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. So that was yep. interesting. That's no you've joke. Been, you've been what? You've been played? Yeah, I was played. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both got baptized on with that. It was, it was quite, the, uh, yeah. quite the learning curve. Oh, yeah. When we moved first, like, went on there it was it was interesting too and i was just like oh don't worry we all go through it your first time is not fun in bermuda <laughs> yeah. yeah so we um speaking of movie just uh ordered a crank head yeah and uh did, what'd you do in, in four degrees yeah sorry five degrees but it, this time they, adjustable they come with adjustable so you can bring, yeah, I can so bring it new. in yeah that's very new yeah he uh got in contact with the uh this ceo of crank and uh He's he's uh he's pretty supportive of the long drive and he was there at the world championship. Yeah. And um yeah, I got on a phone call with him on my way back from Worlds and um we got to talking and it's like it makes more sense for me to to dive in cuz like I've not the best odds with the other companies to Right. For, well, for long. the thing is um he guarantees the club head. Oh, he guarantees it. That's the thing. Yeah. And it's right? yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, you look at you Caved in, I don't know how many Callaway heads. Yeah, and same thing for you know you're we got a PXG and head in for you just to try out. Yeah, and how long did that last? Well, I saved it for the competition, and then when I started hitting with it in competition, it just couldn't hold up to the speed. You so you, it, you the whole face warped, yeah, warped against the the, the frame of the head. Yeah, the vibration was just too much, so it kind of gave out on one corner. That's so, it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, <laughs> which is not the company's. Somebody, f- it's not. It's not the company's fault. It's no. just they don't. Ma- Moo I mean, just can't use retail stuff. Exactly. That's, that's, I mean, that's yeah. who's thing. gonna? 
you know, I mean, that, that, and that's the point. That trampoline effect that you want to benefit from yeah. is more for, you know, somewhere between 75 miles an hour yeah, and 115, 120. Yeah. But anything above 120, you start caving in heads. Yeah, because yeah. they're all good heads. Like, that's yeah. not the issue. It's just moo can just after Just after 100 shots, it's yeah. going to start to... Well, to- yeah, after 100 shots at your speeds... Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, for the regular golfers, well, the percentile of fine. golfers who are over 120 miles an hour is less than one percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so less than one percent is not what the companies want to position themselves for because they exactly. they go bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's less, far less on the left side. That's yeah. it, and then and uh, then add a double whammy for Moo. That's it, and add the lefty to that. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was at Taboo Mike Weir's home course back in the early 2000s. Uh, we were an exclusive tailor-made product, and Mike Weir was our guy. Yeah. It's tailor-made, you know, it's Mike Weir's home course. So Mike had these beautiful tailor-made left-handed blades. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get any. And, you know, so he had, you know, stuff that was made for him. They yeah. mm-hmm. made molds for him, mm-hmm. and it was part of his package, yeah. but they wouldn't produce them. Yeah. That's, because that's, it, which it just didn't make any it's part monetary of sense for them, right? It's, I mean, it. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a business. I mean, Moo is over 150 miles an hour now, and, and uh-huh. he's got to push it some more. We, we need to get to 160. I was thinking 170. That's what This is club head speed we're talking about. The, well, they're, that's what they're pushing for. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's 170. So is, is Martin Borgmeier trying to go to 170? Everyone's trying to go 170. Oh, shoot. Because, like, like, not just one person's going to... Since when? when? When did you hear about that? It's just me. Like, I thought 170 is achievable in my head. But then, because you see those guys, when they practice, they're pushing 163, 165, sometimes 166. So it's just like the bar is so, going to keep the part. The bar is going to keep getting raised no matter yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if they're at 166 right now and they're still pushing, yeah, 170 is about to break. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. why you see. So you, that's where you need to go. Yeah. That's where you see ball speeds of up to, upwards to 235 to 240. You know, wow. Man, well, 240 that, hasn't been hit yet, but like I can see that happening. That club head. Is just being pummeled. Yeah, that's the other part, right? It's like you kind of um, are taxing the uh, the engineers, like mm-hmm. pushing yeah. pushing them to. Obviously well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now the engineers are really scratching their heads. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, man, they're, they're like they're not made for this. Yeah, <laughs> I think the heads are literally going to start exploding. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you know how many heads Martin Borgmeier goes through? Um, I don't know per se, but I imagine I think, monthly they yeah. get new fresh heads. Yeah. Like it's probably two every month or three. This is me guessing. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, with Callaway, they do take care of their athletes and they shuffle the heads a lot. Yeah, you have to get what? What? What's that? Um, that tool that you have to put on the club face to see if the face is caved in or not? Uh, that's a a design that Bobby came up with. Right. It was a three D printed uh, uh, face. I guess it has certain degrees on it. Yeah, and you check the face to see if it's been caved in up top or bottom, right, or the neck and. I forget the name. I don't know. I don't know the name of it because it's so. Yeah, it's new, and he, yeah, and he had those available at the worlds. That's first because I, I'm sure he got a lot of people asking him like, "Hey, Bobby, yeah, can um, I have one of those?" Because yeah. I, I, I don't want to keep bothering you yeah. and coming over to see you. Exactly. Well, and it was like there's a couple times where, um, Moo was having a hard time flighting the ball properly, or like working the ball. Yeah. And Bobby came over and he's like, "Let me see that head." Yeah, because he was. He said like your flights are. <laughs> Not what you normally produce, yeah. and he was confused too. And then he's like, "Let me check your head." And 
Yeah, he was and like, oh, he's, that's he's why. pretty tuned in, isn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. he yeah. he knows his stuff. He's yeah, he's like a nerd when it comes to trajectories, um, all the numbers. Oh, that's very helpful. We should do a nice collaboration with him because that would be extremely helpful for the average player mm-hmm. who wants to maximize their distance when it comes to like in the fall. It's cold. It's wet. <laughs> the ball doesn't roll. You want to maximize your carry, right? And uh, how do you maximize your roll? What would be the launch angle to maximize the roll? That's right. Yeah, and the, and come up with a nice chart. Uh, you know, as far as club head speed and all that stuff. Yeah. If you have this club head speed, what would be the launch? The you know the ultimate launch conditions for this situation. Exactly. So yeah, he's well versed in that in that aspect. And yeah, it's it's definitely helpful for sure, and also probably helps with building clubs as well. Like you know, um, just finding the right tool or the right shaft that will tune in on that focus. Right. Yeah. And he's with Callaway as well. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, you know, so being part of, um, we got to get Bobby on the show, you know, yeah, get yeah. him in here and, and, and talk uh, talk some turkey. I think that he'd be a great guest. Yeah, we could definitely see if he'll be willing to do yeah. a podcast. He'll if you be, could call him up, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Moo, Moo's got the in now with the long drive boys. <laughs> yeah. He's got the respect, you know. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's made the top twenty four in the Utah, yeah, and he's you know he's so I mean you were so close at the Worlds a yard yeah a yard is a yard is what it all boiled down to mm-hmm. yeah, and if you had that extra yard mm-hmm. you'd have come what second place instead of third place made enough points to make it into the, the second day yeah exactly oh yeah how heartbreaking is that yeah that was a lot of heartbreak heartbroken. Oh man, I I feel bad now. Yeah. I we were I was so Imagine me with him that day. Aw. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you need a that's you needed a, a shoulder after that. Yeah, that's yeah. as much as I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Huh? That's yeah. what competition does. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now yeah, you know, now you're going to sharpen that pencil over the winter, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely have a plan in mind and I know what I'm going to need to do. Yes. Well, I'm uh, I'm back in the gym. I did a, a little workout at the, at the course before. Did uh, did my uh, my push ups and my squats, and I did some some bouncing on my my trampoline. Yeah, just to help reset. That's it. Yeah, just uh, getting getting the the body strengthened up a bit, just uh, to get to my first workout. Yeah. You so, just gotta dive in. The, absolutely. Hit the gym. Hit the gym. Dive in head just first. Do it. I was. I was thinking, uh, you know, I get, and and Nita, I'm like, okay, we got to start doing our workouts together again. And uh, I come home, and I'm, where's Nita? Open the garage door, and there she is working out <laughs> in the gym, and she's got the TV going, and I look at the TV, and I'm going, no, that's not my kind of workout. <laughs> I guess I'm on my own. Yeah. But she uh, she's back into it. Yeah, yeah. She's doing the stuff that she enjoys. Yeah. Because everybody has a different preference for what they want to do for working out. Yeah, exactly. And, like, she's at the point where she just wants to be able to actually enjoy her workouts. Isn't that what it's all about? Because if, if you don't enjoy the workout, you're not, yeah. not going to stick with no, it. No, you're not going to stay motivated, especially if... I'm still searching. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you got to dig deep for the motivation yeah. if you want the results. Yeah. Because they won't just show up on their own. Well... You know, I'm. Uh, I I looked at that last video that Bryson came out with, and 
the amount that he's turning in the backswing with that lead knee coming all the way back to the trail knee mm-hmm. immediately in the takeaway. And, you know, I always said, if you turn more in the backswing, you'll get better rotational momentum in the downswing. Mm-hmm. Well, he's using that rotational momentum in the downswing to, to supercharge his kinetic chain. And that's adding a lot of valuable speed mm-hmm. to his swing. Yeah. And I, I went from 108 to 110, let's say call it 109, mm-hmm. which I, what, I, what I was basically averaging this summer. Mm-hmm. And I went to 114, 115 again. And I, you know, I haven't been cruising at that speed in a long time. Right. And I could sense that 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 little extra strain on the body, I need the gym for that. Right. Yeah. I need yeah. the gym for that. Yeah. You need to be able and, to and, hold and that's what that's where I the, the the light went off and I said, Okay, I actually have to get in there and, and do my due diligence. Yeah. Because carrying the ball at three hundred yards is still a a it's very, working. very a big pleasure of mine because there's oh. There's so many bunkers I can carry, mm-hmm. but at 275, I'm not carrying those bunkers. At yeah. 300 yards, I am, though. Right. It's out of play. You're not thinking about it That's anymore. it. I can yeah. just take it, and it, it just makes the golf course gets so much wider. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm not dealing with the bottleneck anymore. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going. Yeah, <laughs> we're going. I'm. Yeah. Fo- I'm going to follow in that. I'm going to. I'm going to grab onto those co- coattails of yours, Moo. Okay. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are, and uh, so we have a list of people to go uh, to go solicit first for the next show, mm-hmm. and so we're looking forward to bringing you uh, some fresh guests at our next outing. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week, and looking forward to some more exciting golf next weekend. All the best. Take care.